Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. When I'm filled up, then God is going to take me because people don't know that they need to be Christians. Our world is so secular in the United States, it's plummeting quickly. They don't know there's a God. They don't know He's real. So I have to speak up. I have to have that boldness. That's what the filling of the Spirit does. And then we've come to today to speak up. I'm going to have to actually step up. I'm going to have to step out of my comfort zone. I have to go to places. I'm going to have to see what God wants. And by the way, when I do that, it's going to require a risk. God created mankind so that they could have a relationship with Him. However, God has given all men a free will, so we all have a choice to receive and accept what Jesus did for us on the cross. Once we begin this relationship with Him, He then reveals His life and plan for us. He will then show each of us our part in the scheme of this world. He will give us understanding and show us the steps we are to walk in daily. But we will still have a choice in this process. Are we willing to wise up, be filled, to speak up, and then to venture into the unknown? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 14, with our message entitled, Step Up, Venture. two things we learn. I'll give you a little clue now. All right, in your seat. Come on, come on, come on. We have to shake it off. What are we shaking off? Some of you people were in here last week. What kind of a weird church is this? Yeah, we did. What we shook off was last year. Because the next thing you do after you shake off, you have to do what? You have to step up. We learned to shake off all the crud from last year. We also learned to shake off the successes. Because we don't want to become apathetic. So, We began again, as we did this series, looking at life. And one of the people I've quoted for the last many, many years is a person that studies older people. And he asked them this question from thousands and thousands of people, not Christians, just normal people with a, and some would be Christians, many not. His question was this, if you could live your life over again, what would you do differently? And we learned last week three top regrets, but we gave you the third regret. Here it is. Take a look at it. They said this. If I could live my life over again, I would have taken more risks. In other words, I played too safe. I played life simply too safe. I was most alive when I took risks and I was learning and growing and being stretched. I heard an interesting dating story about a man's grandmother. He says this story. He gives us this truth. My grandmother, when she was young, met a young animator, an artist. And they began this dating relationship. During this time, she turned down this young man's offer of marriage on many occasions. Finally, he said to her, why do you keep turning down marrying me? And she said this. Well, to be honest, I really do have feelings for you. 
but I don't see any future in your life as a young animator. There's, it's not going to work. This young man was Walt Disney. This young lady later realized the tragedy, listen, of a missed opportunity. She missed a lifetime journey with Walt Disney. Now let me speak to you. My heart, which is God's heart, for you is to make sure in 2014, we do not miss the exciting, fulfilling journey that God has for each of us. See, you don't want to go through this year and miss what God has for you. There's three words I want you to write down. These are three key words we're going to have during the teaching today. First word is steps. S, not step, many steps, progressive. Second word is new, new. Third word is the word venture. Next week, I'll finish this series It'll be titled, Step Up, Unfinished. In other words, the task is unfinished. The week after that, we begin the book of James. Jesus' brother writing a book, amazing book. We'll do it verse by verse. Now, last weekend, we learned an amazing principle. If you're going to be successful in life, you have to understand this principle. Here it is. Write it down, especially if you missed last week. Step up. Life is not about where we are going, but who we are going with. You see, in our ventures, as we step up and step out and venture out, it's not about where God's taking us. It's, it's to make sure that God is going with us and he's leading us. You see, you don't want to, in 2014, you don't want to do good things. You don't want to have a good idea. You want to have a God idea. There's a big difference. You'll see that in a moment. Now, when we did a kind of a, an interview with Moses and God. And God came to Moses and said, I'm going to have you lead the children of Israel out of 400 years of bondage. And then Moses said this, but God, who, who are you? I, I need to know who you are so I can tell the people who's behind this. Let me read you the verse in Exodus. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. That is what you're to say to the Israelites. I am has sent, has sent me to you. Now, what does that mean? Well, I gave you two things and you can cut. What, what God was saying is this. I'm the almighty God. I'm the creator. I'm the sustainer. I'm the life giver. I'm the caregiver. I'm the purpose giver. I'm the greatest animator you've ever seen. Now, watch these statements. Here's what he was saying to Moses, but it has great application too. You have to put your own name there. I'll put mine in there. Step up, Mark. God says, I am all that is necessary as any occasion arrives. Whatever he sends me to, he'll take care of it. He'll equip me. I won't know how till I get in the middle of it. But the I am as whatever is necessary, he's there for me. Second, step up, Mark. I am God who's present and active. I'm God who's present and active. In other words, it's not about where we're going or what we're going to do. It's about who we're going with. Well, who am I going with? The creator of the universe. 
because he lives in me. Now, like Moses, we would like to discover what God wants to do. It's always exciting to step up and follow God because that's the way we were created. Now, basically, there's two common problems that keep many Christ followers from reaching their God-given potential. I want to talk about two of them. The first one really comes from a napkin that I found in a coffee shop when I was up north. I want to show you the napkin. Notice what it says. Life is picking, you do it, a direction and going with it. Life is simply, you pick the direction and you go with it. Now, that is not a God kind of thing. That's the world's philosophy. There's no God in that at all. You just pick it, and you go for it. That's what life is. Well, that's crazy. Doing life without God is not real life. It's impossible. Now, I'm going to take that down because I I brought the napkin to show you. There's another part of it that I didn't put up there. On the top of it, it says this. Look, it says this. Spin this napkin and see where it takes you. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, I'm excited now. Right over here. I'm going to step right down here. What is up with that? That doesn't even make common sense. You're in a coffee shop. Spin this sucker and see where it takes you. Well, it's kind of funny as you look at it, but it represents... It represents that first failure, trying to do life on our own, without God. Now, some of you here aren't Christians yet. You're new to this Christianity thing. You can start with God. It's as simple as asking Him to forgive you of your sins, come into your life, begin to learn how to do the journey, we'll help you. But I want to show you a verse. God speaks to this napkin amazingly. Take a look at it. Proverbs twenty twenty four. Look what it says. A man's steps are directed by a napkin. Is that what it says? No. A man's steps are directed by the Lord. Now look at, look at what God says. How then can anyone understand his own way? You see, all I know in life is today. Oh, I have some things for tomorrow, but I have no idea whether they're going to work out or not. I don't even know if I'll be here tomorrow. But see, God knows my beginning from my end. So how in the world can I do that? So as I follow God step by step, I need his direction. Now, you have been there. I've been there. And sometimes I've gone down roads, and I'm in this, and sometimes it gets a little messy. And I'm saying, God, are you sure this is you? When I continue on step by step, I look back, and then I realize, now I know why he had me in this. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I didn't like it when I was going through it, but I I wouldn't trade it for anything. So see, there is that danger. We have that in us to kind of take a napkin and spin it and see what we're going to do. Well, let's see what God has for me. No, I mean, you want to really be serious. God, what do you have for me? Now, How does God direct us? Here's the next verse. Psalm 37 says it very clearly. The Lord directs the, say it with me, steps. Not step. Steps. Plural. Ongoing journey. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. 
So if you're an unbeliever, you're not in tune with God. You are trying to do life alone. Now, I know you're not spinning a napkin. You're not that crazy. But you're trying to do life alone. doesn't work. Then he says this. He delights in every detail of their lives. Now, so he's arranging all of these. I need to look to him for guidance and direction. He's the only one, as I said, that sees from the beginning to the end. But notice what he says. Though they stumble. Now, he's talking about the godly. How many of you know that we fail sometimes when we're trying to follow God? How many have been down a road and you went, whoops, God wasn't directing me? Come on, on. how'd that work for you? Not so good. So what did God do? Say, I'm getting somebody else. No, he picked us up and he brought us back in line. That's God's grace. So I I love it because God puts it right in there. Though they stumble. Notice, it's not though he stumbles. They, all of us, we fail. They will never fall for the Lord upholds them with his hands. He'll put us back on the right path. So number one problem, if you're here in 2014, you're trying to direct your own life, it won't work. Don't do it. As a Christian even, it won't work. Well, I'll call you, God, when I need you. Hello, you need him today. Number two problem, trying to live in a past tense relationship. Some, some Christ followers know to do life with God, but they have this problem. They speak of their relationship with God past tense. I can remember what God did in my life back five years ago. But notice the verse we just read says God directs our steps. It's a daily following. So this is huge for you because we all can become like this. We can all kind of start going through a routine, even a religious routine. Let me challenge you with a statement. Do you know a Christian can serve God in many ways? The parking lot guest relations, study group, small group, giving, tithing, coming to church. Many, Thank you, thank you. Serving, 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 serving. But many Christians serve God, but they don't follow God. Careful. See, that's religion. They serve God. Well, Pastor Mark, I gave to this mission thing, and I even went on the mission, but they don't follow God. You see, that following has to be current. It has to be fresh. So would you write this down? I think this will help all of us. God is not the I was God of 1994 or of 2013. He is the I am God today. He is the God of today. Now, as you begin to think about that, God is always doing new things. So I need to be speaking about what God is doing, not last year, but what has he done this week in my life, not some memory. When you see Jesus and the disciples and Paul, and you watch them, they always had this sense of freshness, of excitement, of sensitivity, of, of looking with anticipation about what God was going to do. It was never a kind of an old routine, over old, old, old kind of experience. It's that freshness that Jesus specifically speaks about. You'll see it. But God kind of starts it with this next verse. Let me give you a little history. 
God had been amazing in the nation of Israel. Before there was a nation, God came to Abraham. That started the nation of Israel. And for thousands of years, God did amazing things. It led them out of that bondage. The Red Sea opened up. They went into the promised land. All these, they fed them all these amazing things. Then they left God. It became a, a, a dead religion. They left God. They went down their own path, and God sent them into bondage. They went into captivity with enemies. Then one day, God says to them, I'm going to show you your future. I'm going to show you your future. Now look at the verse that he says to him, because he's saying this to us this morning. God is speaking to the nation of Israel. Forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. I'm telling you this morning, God's saying that to you right now. Yes, God's been amazing. God isn't saying don't forget. I mean, just forget all the miracles. Well, of course I delivered you. The Exodus was amazing. But we don't live 2,000 years ago. So forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past, good or bad. Then he says this, watch this. See, I'm doing a, a new thing. He wants to do a new thing in you. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. God is responsible for the new. Yes, miracles were great in the past. God is the God of the presence. He says, I'm going to do a new thing. Now I ask you to turn to Matthew 9 and look down to verse 17. Matthew 9, 17. Jesus speaking about the exact same thing, just in a different context. Look what he says. And watch for one of our key words this weekend, new, new. The word is new. Watch this. And Jesus says this, verse 17. And no one puts new wine in old wineskins. For the old wineskins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. Now watch new again. New wine is stored in new wineskin so that they both are preserved. The key word, Jesus says, careful, the old wineskins, there's a danger. You have to be new. You have to be flexible. You have to be open to change. I'm going to do a new thing into you. You can't be living in the past. You can't say, well, I'm serving. I have it all together. Yeah, you may be serving, but you're not following Jesus Today, step by step, God is going to do a new thing in and through you. God always works in us before he works through us. He calls us, then he equips us. You're going to see that you're never equipped to do what God asks you to do. He calls you, then he equips you. So he has to work in us before he can use us and work through us. Who knows what new area God wants in your life? I don't know, but I'm very excited. Understand these new things will require you to step up and take a risk and increase our faith. Now, as we went through this series, we began many months ago back with this first thing. Wise up. Since I don't know how to do life, only God does, I have to have wisdom. You can't do life without God. So we learn to do that. Now, when I wise up, God's going to speak to me. And we talked about that. The next thing I have to do is I have to listen up. And he speaks to me, and you'll see that this morning very clearly. He speaks to us primarily through the written word of God. Yes, some supernatural things, some things like that, inner promptings, all kinds of things. But primarily, they all have to match the word of God. So that's why we study the word of God. That's why you're seeing the word of God. God's saying to your spirit right now at our campuses, I'm going to do something new. Get ready. Be flexible. 
be flexible, watch what I do. And then we realized, well, if, if I'm going to do what God's going to be speaking to my heart, I have to fill up. I have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You, you can't do life in your own power. I have to be empowered by God. And that's that spirit-controlled life, that spirit-filled life. And after that, when I'm filled up, then God is going to take me because people don't know that they need to be Christians. Our world is so secular in the United States. It's plummeting quickly. They don't know there's a God. They don't know he's real. So I have to speak up. I have to have that boldness. That's what the filling of the Spirit does. And then we've come to today to speak up. I'm going to have to actually step up. I'm going to have to step out of my comfort zone. I have to go to places. I'm going to have to see what God wants. And by the way, when I do that, it's going to require a risk. It's a risk. And remember the third thing? I wish I would have taken more Risks. Now, as you begin to do that, this, this new thing that God wants, it brings another word that we talked about this week. It's called venture. Now, the noun word venture, notice what the noun is. An undertaking that's dangerous, daring, or of uncertain outcome. Now, I want the, the ushers to lock the doors at all the campuses. Because some of you are saying right now, you know, I could get out of here, I'm leaving. You mean that God's going to call me to do something that's daring and dangerous and I don't know the outcome? Yes. Because who then are you going to have to trust? Not you, but the all-knowing God. Now, when it's a verb, look what it is. To do something new, say it with me, that involves, say it with me, risk. Well, Pastor Mike, that's great for my neighbor, but not me. I'm too old. Caleb, Joshua, 80s, 90s, 100s, never too old. You see, your work is unfinished until you breathe your last breath. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's not about you. It's about God. So, If I'm going to step up, I'm going to venture out. If I'm going to step up, I'm going to venture out. That could be going across the street to a neighbor, inviting him to church, bringing him cookies to a new person that moves into the neighborhood. Just start to plant seed of friendship. At work, at school, at college, wherever. It's something simple. Many years ago, sometimes we forget this. We don't have a lot of church history. It's kind of not a good thing that we do. Let me give you just a little simple church history. 2,000 years ago, Jesus took 12 disciples. He reproduced himself in them. 11 of them made it. Judas, as you know, left. Do you know why you're in this church in Melbourne and Vieira and Sebastian? Do you know why you're watching this service on television? Do you know why? Because of those 11 disciples. They ventured out, took the gospel around the world, Africa, Europe. Most of us, our, our, our relationships come from Europe. Many of you from Africa, that's how you got saved. See, they ventured out. By the way, what happened to those 11? Was there any risk involved to those 11? Ten of them were what? Martyred. John was boiled in oil but survived and died in old age. You see, you're here this morning because somebody stepped up and the gospel came to us. What is the next step in this process of stepping up? Venture. God tells us to go. It doesn't matter where. It matters with who you're going with. Life can be scary, but if you go with God, He will direct your path and your steps. 
He is all that's necessary in these new risks and ventures that he calls you to. He isn't a silent partner in this. He is very much a present and active partner with you. You won't go alone. Pastor Mark covered quite a bit in today's message. Perhaps you'd like to review. You can listen to today's message again by logging on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Just select today's date from the media player. Or you can also call us toll-free. The number to call is 866-779-3441 to place an order for a CD. Again, that number to call is 866-779-3441. Another way to get in contact with us is by email. The address is info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. That's info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. By far, the best way to stay current with everything that you hear on Lessons for Living is to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is easy. Just follow the link at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark shares the history of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. He shares this with us to show us that even he understands fear in taking risks. God may call you to take risks into the unknown as well, but God will give you the strength and courage to take risks that may seem crazy at the time. We don't venture out on our own. God goes with us. We can impact the world for him. That's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.